0: following podcast contains mature language and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. I'm a
1: Hi, welcome to the Marvel Superhero Podcast. I'm your moderator this evening, Illegal Machine, and with me is... Diablo Frank. And... Mr. Fix-It. And we all saw Guardians of the Galaxy opening night, 10 o'clock showing. Not the first showing, we were one of the first rounds of hordes of nerds in comic book shirts.
0: We were in there for within the first three hours of it being available in the United States of America to regular folk.
1: Right, and we don't do that very often. Right, And 3D IMAX to boot. 3D IMAX, we got some cool posters. The general plot of the film, we're not gonna I don't think we really need to get into the general plot of the film. It's it's the well, superhero how, how galactic story. We go
0: we're gonna go deep, what? we're gonna we're go
1: We're not gonna no 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 I don't think we should go super. We're not gonna spoilery. talk about
0: like Stinger or anything like that. No,
1: no, we don't need to do any of that shit. So okay. don't worry about that.
0: So um, I, Stinger is off limits. Mr. Fix it okay. who likes to spoil things.
1: Okay, well let me go ahead and kick off. I'm gonna say right now, this was hands down the funnest movie I've seen this year from start to finish. This movie's This eight movies? movies. the eight movies are not fun. Guardians of the Galaxy, this was a blast of a film. I, I had fun. I was never, there were no slow spots of the movie. There was always something happening. E- even when they were when they were pushing the plot and you're trying to develop character interaction, they're doing it in the kiln. There's always something going in the movie. It's very, very high octane, which I thought was terrific. I thought all the individual performances were perfectly fine. I didn't feel like anybody was a bad actor in the movie. Normally in one of these movies, there's that one character and you guys know what I'm talking about. In every single one of these superhero movies, there's that one character Did you want to get off stage, which for me, let's say for Iron Man 1, was James Rhodes. And luckily he, Don Cheadle, got him the hell out of there. But Tony! Tony! I couldn't stand it every time he was on the damn screen. So you know what I'm talking about. I didn't I didn't have that character in this movie. Ronan, I thought was, in the beginning, I thought Ronan was going to be that character. I thought he was going to be poor man's Loki, just because he's a tall, sort of lanky-ish white guy. And it, he went totally different for me. I, I had no problems with Ronan. I thought all the performances were fairly strong. Did I think that any of them were transcendent? Eh, I wouldn't say so, but uh, to me, having no concrete chunks on your feet dragging you under and everybody's just sort of floating at the same level, you all have a good time. And I should say, I didn't go into this movie looking for a transcendent performance. I wasn't looking for the Robert Downey Jr. to be Tony Stark. I, I wasn't looking for that in this film, because honestly, I didn't know what to expect from this movie. I think I don't think really anybody did. As much as we saw trailers and spoiler footage, we had no idea what the hell they were going to do with these random characters. So for characters like Rocket Raccoon, I was pleasantly surprised. Groot? I didn't know what the hell Root was, Groot was going to do in this movie. I knew they had Vin Diesel in a bunch of CGI, so I, I had no expectations of what the hell Groot was going to Groot? I, that was hilarious Groot was great people love Groot Star-Lord I didn't really know are they, they going to go Han Solo with him what are they going to do a perfectly likable character I, I loved the the 80s ties as a child of the 80s I, I sort of liked that I thought the soundtrack was amazing I thought the special effects were great Did I, again was it Shakespeare was it Avengers no but I just thought it was a great fun
2: high octane
1: movie that I enjoyed from start to
2: finish I loved the movie. I thought it was great. There was one scene for me that was transcending. I don't want to give it away because apparently this is supposed hey, to be
0: um, th- no, 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 no. That's your it, guy.
2: You're going to talk about your uh, guy. No, it's saying Thanos
1: appeared in the movie.
2: Okay, it's not spoiling so, this yeah, Thanos wait, wait, is going to appear the in the movies. The voice was perfect. The attitude was perfect. The, the referring to Ronan as boy constantly was just like... Perfect. Just, that was a great touch. Uh, <laughs> great touch. I personally, that made the movie for me. I mean, the movie, like you said, was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. There was never a sluggish scene. There was never a part where the movie slowed down, which movies have ten, a tendency to do.
1: They didn't spend 45 minutes in the kiln. You know what I mean? Like, they're, oh, they're going to get in this prison. How are they going to get out? It was just bang. Now we're yeah. going to get out.
2: Now we're going to get, you know, this is, it just moves and moves and moves and moves and moves. It, and it, it was very, you know, Groot was great for the comedy. And like I said, the introduction of Thanos ever since the end of Avengers, just to finally hear the voice, which was, I uh, In my opinion, great casting. I mean, when I heard that voice, I was like, oh, shit. That's what it's always sounded like in my head. That's Thanos right there. Just wish he got more screen time. I'm sure he will later in more Marvel movies. From the way they treated the Nova Corps, I actually enjoyed the way they had the or Nova Corps. I, I like the way they portrayed them. I agree with you. None of the characters ever slowed down the movie. They were all floating about the same. Sometimes one character would stand out a little more than the other ones. They would, but they would balance each other out. Even Rocket, Raccoon, I mean, everything in the movie was great. <laughs> I really want to see where they're going to go with it. They left a lot of little hints of where it could go. Did you feel any parts dragged in the movie? No, and, and,
1: and another thing that I was really happy with, they didn't force this into eventually and that was something I was afraid of. I, th- I was afraid that this was going to be nothing but setting up the next Avengers movie. People, I guarantee you there are people who left this movie and made no connection between Thanos at the end of a credit scene or kind of popping up there and being discussed in Thor. I, I, there are people who have no idea. They just kind of know this is a Marvel movie. They don't think this is part of the series I thought it was fantastic because they can literally take this movie and go wherever the hell they want to with it. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have. To, they didn't even tie it back to Earth, really. I mean, it started out on Earth, but you, I almost... Expected at some point they're gonna wind up on
2: Earth. All right, we keep going. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I really enjoyed Ronan. In the comics, he's always been kind of, you know, he's just that guy with the he, badass. Yeah, he, he's a blunt instrument. He was never really strategical, kind of guy. And in this one, you know, he's going around wiping out Nova Corps bases. And I, I think they got N- Nibia. Or uh, uh, Nebula? Nebula. Nebula, perfect from the comics. I mean, dead on from the attitude to the look. They did a really great job with the the villains in the movie. When Ronan's going around wanting to cleanse the the, the universe, and I mean, it was great. I mean, he was a religious fanatic, and he I even he even played it great. The, there was a little shortcomings with the Drax character. I thought a few times. Okay, I, and I I
1: can see that too. I thought Drax was pretty one. I mean, he's Drax. Drax yeah. is one dimensional. Yeah. I I'm sorry.
0: You're just not gonna ever make, and that's across all media. He in the comics, he was. He's animation dracks. Well, he was great dracks. for the deadpan comedy. He parts. sounds
2: like an Alameda, you know, Drax.
0: But he was that gr- guy's a total Drax. But
2: he was great for taking everything so literally. Yeah. that was
0: freaking hilarious, they man. Did funny, they, that, and that was a great hook. I enjoyed that a lot. It, you know, so, because it's a way of getting comedy out of him. And it's almost dumb comedy, but he's not an idiot. He's not stupid. It's just that that misunderstanding.
2: Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, Groot was great, but you know, everybody's gonna agree. Uh, Rocket Raccoon kind of owned that movie but for a when, while. When
1: I left the movie, the first thing I said was, my favorite two characters of the summer movie season was Caesar from Planet of the Apes and Rocket Raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy, both of which are not at all flesh and blood on the screen it's just voice over in live action films it's very strange you would
2: get lost like there was a couple times when i'm watching a movie and you forget that's a computer animated character like he really felt real that universe felt so real i love the whole nowhere aspect like they they were just really they were paying homage to the fanboys because there was a lot of stuff i saw that i was just like oh that's cool i read these books I might not remember everything but there were certain aspects I did remember no, nowhere when I saw that blew me away because I remember in the books thinking that's such a cool idea and I didn't read any
1: of that stuff and right. I was like that's freaking cool as hell it's an old celestial head floating in space that they're mining the guts and brain out I mean that's that's it's fantastic and that that's as, as, again as we've, we've touched on another podcast that's what pushes it cosmic that's yeah. where you're getting people to think, like, oh, my God, oh, these the, gigantic they, celestial characters, they have to die at some point, and this is how the other parts of the universe interact with mm-hmm. other parts of the universe. So, uh, But, again, they didn't go crazy existential with it. Oh, yeah, well, true. the things
0: that were so smart, when you see a floating head in the middle of space with all kinds of doohickeys and stuff on it, you know that's some kind of cool alien god thing. When the Celestial has a cameo appearance during the scene with the Green oh, that's what I, was I was about they to say. I was about to They don't that up. tell you what a Celestial or an Eternal is. They don't. They don't get all in all that lore. You see this giant being among smaller beings, annihilate a planet. You know, oh, that thing is the shit. That's a scary motherfucker. And that's all you need to know to enjoy that segment without it getting bogged down with a bunch of Green Lantern esque, like, oh my god, how many times can you explain this shit to me? Type stuff like the Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's like when you see that scene. To me, the first thing I thought about when I left the theater was that should have been Galactus like that in the Fantastic Four movie instead of this big blob. like That's where I, writers make the mistake or they, they take concepts really strange and they're like, oh, well, it's too much. that's Celestial, I remember I took some people and that was the one scene they were like, oh, that was really cool. like They brought up that but, one scene. But like scene. you just
1: said, they didn't have to take 20 minutes of the movie trying to explain to you what it is. Yeah. They touched on it enough to make you understand that there's big shit going on and then they they kept moving on with the movie where they could have easily sat there and done some 20 Drag minute just drug out yeah. like we've got to get all this backstory out of the way and they didn't do it they just kept the movie going and going and going and shit
2: exploded and people started fighting See, and I think that's what scares a lot of people in the movie industry is they they're looking to these huge universe and they're like you know they they kind of want to dumb it down for the fans because they're like oh well, I, and i'll be honest i wouldn't know how to do it either i, I, dude, I wouldn't know it. how to make this movie he did it he did it how, how that, do you that one it's an I, we origin movie. Say three how do you do second that? three second scene you understood gem in weapon hit ground everything die that was so simply explained everyone in theater understood it after that they all knew okay infinity gem's Bad in the wrong hands. You, I mean, you didn't have to do this. Now they did explain how the you know the gems came to be. You had to do that, and that you know that some people might have just kind of glossed over that. But the concept of these gems are that powerful that it, when you know when you have that one you know I don't want to give away stuff, but when you interact with them, bad shit happens. And to deal with them, you have to be at another playing field. You're at another level. So that was kind of that 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 fanboy thing where I enjoyed it, but someone else would be like, oh yeah, it's just a bad gem. It hurts people. But they can enjoy the movie because it's just a part of the story where I'm, i know the backstory and I know all this. I know all this stuff in the past that builds up to it.
0: It's like a Warner Brothers cartoon from the 40s. Is a kids watching it and they see the pratfall, and the adults watching it and they hear the sexual innuendo. You've got two different audiences enjoying the movie or the the feature at two mm-hmm. different levels based
2: on their, what they bring to the movie. And it works for everybody. That's a wonderful thing. Oh, they did. And they did that with that one joke that I know you were laughing at, Matt, because I was sitting right next to you. And you were, like, laughing your ass the off. The blacklight joke? Yes. I, when I saw it... Okay, granted, I've seen the movie twice already in a three-day span. The, the first time we saw that with the joke, the theater exploded. The second time I saw it was a theater full of kids. So the laughter was a little more limited. Now, the adults laughed. You could hear the adults laughing. Kids... Went over their heads. Not a big deal. That was one of the moments where I was like, I actually enjoyed that. I got a joke. The kid's next to me. They didn't get it, but it was still kind of a cool idea to them. Like they were just like whatever. I enjoyed it. I thought it was I was really really right, cuz they scared. just they just think he's talking
1: about how the ship's so dirty. Yeah. Right? It, it, but they're talking about it kind of dirty, you know, <laughs> you know what
2: I'm saying? I thought Gunn did a fantastic job with the story. I can't praise it enough because there's there's really nothing bad in the movie. I, I not at one point that I was kind of like, well, oh. I mean, the, so there were some dumb
1: parts. So, so uh, I'll go ahead and say Drax calling getting drunk and calling the Roman Empire to come pick him up. Dumb. I mean, I, I really didn't have a problem with. That. They they, no, had, they had to I get did. them all together. But I'm like, I'm like, Are you serious? He just picked up the phone and called Ronan. It was like, hey, I'm on, I'm at nowhere. Come pick me up. So I thought that was kind of dumb. Well, but, okay, uh, again there was a couple scenes right. where, you know, I, I thought Ronan Ronin ta- space. I thought Ronan taking the gym so easily and becoming. Uh, uh, to me, that kind of negates showing you how powerful the gym is. Because to me, they hadn't established what that Ronan they, was they, really they, all they, that yeah, yet. And yeah, no, they just, did. They, they that's did. what
0: establishes the scale is that he can see what the stone does to normal people. He grabs it, he sticks it on the hammer. You can tell that he was still having a rough time with it. So, But he's much more powerful, clearly, than anybody else we've seen in the movie so far. And he didn't have to physically touch anymore.
1: I understand the plot had to move to, so I understand that, but Okay, it was just something I was like, come on. Ronan, he's just going to slap it on his hammer and go become... Again, I obviously can tell my enthusiasm for the movie. It didn't. It, w- it wasn't a big enough problem that I couldn't get over it. I, this There are reasons why I didn't think it was as good as Avengers or, let's say, Iron Man 1. I think I might have liked it better than Winter Soldier. Sorry, I had my I issues would. with Winter Soldier. I thought Winter Th- Soldier was
2: a little... I, I Obviously, I would not agree with that. Right, that's fine. I would. I'd would, I, I definitely put Avengers first. Galaxy right under Soldier right after that one. I have a friend that's very big into it, Fryhole. Fryhole's biggest problem he had with it was, of course, Nova Prime, and he because could, he's a Nova fan. Yes, he's a huge Nova fan, and not the late '70s Nova bouncing off shit. He was Annihilation Nova. He was kind of the, kinda,
0: the he's, a, 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 a,
2: Landing series yes. that spun out of Annihilation. Yeah, we're, he was. He was, we will be covering. Well, actually, the books we're reading are actually his books originally because he read the series and he passed it on. He had a problem with that, and I didn't have too much of a problem with it. If you read the Annihilation stuff, that's cool. Nova Prime. But in the book, I, I, I like that it was just a, a militaristic army. Like they're cops, they're in ships. I mean, some of that was a little. I mean, I, I was fine with it. I, I really didn't see a problem with it. He complained about it. There's going to be fanboy. You gotta that make be- you
1: gotta make sacrifices somewhere yeah. in the universe to make the Guardians look like they need to be there. If the Nova Corps was so badass, they could stop it on their own. Well,
2: then you know the movie's not as cool. So uh, somebody's got to get knocked out. My uh, reasoning was you couldn't give the Nova Corps flying abilities because then people are going to say, oh, it's Green Lanterns. They're just like Green Lanterns. I'm like, no. So you had to put them in ships. Now they I, think have if, I think if Green Lantern would have been okay, then maybe.
1: But I don't think anybody remembers that Green Lantern existed. Really? Yeah, until uh, you just mentioned it. I forget that movie even came out. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> well, Frank then, did no, bring no, it up. Did bring it up a minute ago. Yeah, you did bring it up, didn't you? <laughs> it's, it's just that forgettable Really is. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> well, they're showing it on FX continuously for some reason, punishing their customer base. Even to the, to the very end with the Stingers, everything was fun about that movie. And it was self-contained. That was one thing I enjoyed, because I there was people in the theater, when I got up, they were talking about the movie. You could tell they probably hadn't seen any other Mar- Marvel movies. These people just had that look, and they enjoyed it. I mean, I heard that the guy was like, oh, it's kind of like Star Wars. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of like Star Wars. I mean, that's that was what he could ref- reference it to. This movie was a thousand times funner than Star Wars. <laughs> I'm sorry, Star Wars
1: is a plod. Those are some plodding-ass movies at times. Lots of walking around with heavy breathing on cold ships. Oh, wait. I you talking, was, about, you in my talking opinion, about Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? I'm talking about Star Wars. Okay. There's not a lot of walking in Lord of the Rings. There's a lot No, there's a lot of walking in Star Wars too. People are just walking around, spaceships, talking about stuff, and guys getting sparking up and falling over. Like that that's
0: there are large sections of Star Wars like that. This movie had none of that. This movie was go 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 go. You were concerned about the parallels between Quill and Han Solo, but even Han Solo was much more of a stiff than Peter Quill. He, oh, never, he yeah. he wasn't, you are know, you kidding he, me? it's a lot looser of a universe. Which than, than b-
1: by the way, I actually I read a, a story on Grantland where they kind of did a, a Grantland is the ESP and spin-off Bill simmons pop culture slash sports website this, so they did a story sort of giving you an overview of who the characters are going to be in guardians of the galaxy before the movie came out for you to like prime yourself before you go see the movie and they make the comment that peter quill the name of course is supposed to mean peter is in dick and quill is in dick that, that was how they came up with the name that's where they came up with the name peter quill um it's because he's supposed to be this cocky guy who rubs people the wrong way all of which those sentences i just turned together are phallus and Anyway. A uh, multi-phallic? Right. Uh, rugs people the wrong way. Yeah, whatever.
0: It's like that old Marx yes. joke about Peter O'Toole being the phallic name.
1: Exactly. And so the one thing that he mentions is he's sort of like Han Solo. And I know he they say this in the article because people know Han Solo, they don't know Peter Quill. But a lot of people don't understand, Star Wars was in the comics before Star Wars ever came out by, I want to nice. say, at least a couple years. Was he? Was it? Did it precede it? I, I, bul- I believe it did.
0: Um, Someone can check and back that up. And, and well, it was a Marvel black and white magazine. I don't think they were doing a lot of those in the late 70s. At the least, it should be contemporaneous. Right. So, so there, it, it, to and me... it wasn't Han Solo at that time, anyway. He was more of a classic Flash Gordon type of adventurer. Right, but
1: again, since the origin of his name was Peter... Well, he was obviously intended to be this way. And it wasn't like he was some stiff flying around like Superman, and then once they saw Star Wars, they turned him into Peter Quill, you know what I mean? So, you may see it and say, oh yeah, he's flying around on the ship, he's Han Solo. There, there's something to be said of the fact that the character was around before Star Wars existed, too. So, I'm, I'm in no way trying to say that he inspired Han Solo, and anyway, I'm not saying that, but it's he's not a Han Solo knockoff in the true sense of the word, in my opinion.
0: I wasn't as enthusiastic about the movie as you guys. Mac and I saw the first Star Wars prequel together, and when I left it, I was like, well, that was definitely better than Return of the Jedi, and then the next morning I'm lying in bed, and I just like feel really depressed, don't really want to get up and move, the sun's coming in through the window, and I'm like, that was a terrible movie. I did not enjoy that, and what was it that compelled me to pretend for any length of time that I did And then I proceeded to see the other two movies because I'd seen the original three movies at the theater, and I, I felt this sort of fan obligation, the connection to my childhood, but I've never seen any of the prequel movies since their original theatrical release because I don't have a connection to them. Going into Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm not a huge fan of any of those characters. A lot of them I've yet to really experience in the comics, or have had minimal experience with them, so I don't bring a lot of baggage. Probably the is the most fun movie I've seen this year. I haven't seen 22 Jump Street yet so I'm, I'm wanting to reserve the right to change that opinion when I get to see that one because I love that first movie. Anyway I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy but even as I was watching it I was aware that there was a, a plateau where I, I was only going to enjoy it this much and I'm not going to ever exceed this point. In reflection on looking at the Marvel movies it's dead middle. I like the movie better than the Hulks and the Thors. I don't like it as much as two of the three Iron Men either of the caps or Avengers. It's right in the middle the Marvel Studios films for me. Like, there's an article, I think it was in the LA Times, where they talked about Guardians of the Galaxy being an exemplar of post-plot cinema, where basically everything, the entire movie, all the motivation is a MacGuffin. It's all about cool set pieces, and this has been going on for a long time. The Transformers movies are supposed to be like that as well. It's just that Guardians perfected it because it's such fun fun. You're having such a good time that instead of being irritated at the lack of a strong plot, you just are happy to have these fun characters and these great set pieces. And I think they're right about that, because the whole movie is about chasing the MacGuffin. He's got the ball, he's got the ball, let's run around, let's go over here. You're just entertained by how they get to the places they need to get to. I did enjoy the characters. I did think that they are all fun. Quill was a Han Solo-type character. Gamora was a badass. Rocket, I think I probably enjoyed the most of them. That tortured quality the character had, and for him to have a strong motivation for being as standoffish and angry as he was in much of the movie. Groot was of course the delight and I think that Groot may actually be the sleeper character of the whole group with broad audiences. Yeah. At the same time the characters had this nasty tendency to vomit exposition at you. Almost all the characters at some point said yes I am Gamora and I was adopted by Thanos and he tortured me and I've been waiting for an opportunity to betray him the entire time. Every one of the characters Quill included they all had an opportunity to say who they were. To give you their data sheet real quick in a bit of dialogue. That got a little bit tedious. As much as I thought that the Ronin design was great, great looking character, but the performance reminded me a lot of Pinhead, the Doug Bradley, the way. Oh, yeah. prof- and I realized too that as little as we found out about Pinhead in the Hellraiser movies, we found out a lot more than we ever did about Ronin. Ronin just didn't get an opportunity to be explored as a character. You basically said, look, I'm a fanatic. I judge people. I blow shit up. I have a cool, deep voice that's been produced by Electronics, and you just sort of go from it from there. I felt like his character was somewhat wasted you could have plugged in just about any generic villain in there. The one I reflected on most was Malachi from Thor The Dark World, where you get a great character actor in Christopher Eccleston and absolutely waste him speaking a language that nobody can understand, processing his voice so that you can't even tell that it's him anyway, and the character was a non-entity. He just was there to motivate Loki to do cool stuff and make Thor look bad in his own movie. Ronan just didn't really have a lot to do. Nebula, great visual, good voice, had a couple of solid lines, not a lot to do in the movie, though so you've got these villains that are supposed to be propelling the heroes in different directions, but they're one note, they're cardboard. The heroes are a lot of fun, I enjoyed spending time with those characters it bothered me a lot though that Gamora the deadliest woman in the galaxy is probably the least impressive, least interesting member of the Guardians. She's the one who is the most often placed in perilous situations and takes the longest amount of time to get out of those situations and is the most requiring of assistance in getting out of those situations. True. Like Peter Quill when they were threatening to molest him when he first got to the prison. That wasn't a situation where you're were showing Quill imperiled. That was an opportunity for Groot and Rocket to look cool because immediately after Quill is put into a perilous situation, he's saved. Meanwhile, Gamora, who's supposed to be this badass, is captured by generic guys of the prison, not even the badasses. She's marched off to someplace to be killed. She's not done anything to stop this from happening. Then Drax has to save her for himself to kill her, and then Quill has to step in and save her from Drax. This entire time, the best that she could do was finally beat up the minion characters that were useless. You know, they weren't of any great import. Later on in the movie she's put in a situation where she is going to die. The other Guardians have given her up for dead and Quill steps up and rescues her. If they'd switch that if, if it had just been one instance where Gamora was the one who was saving somebody else it would have made a big difference for me but instead the one woman in the movie, what does she do? She helps point out the weaknesses in the ship she helps to give exposition on who Ronan is but she doesn't actually have much of an impact on those plans. She opens a door to help the Guardians to get to Ronan toward the end of the movie She fights Nebula but she doesn't even have a climactic fight with her because circumstances separate those two characters not a, a victory for Gamora. When Drax screws up and he's the only one who's ever placed in greater peril than Gamora, he screws up against the main villain in the movie. Gamora never even has that opportunity. So it just bothers me that you've got two major women in the movie, neither one of them are shown to have any great agency beyond attacking one another because you don't see them contrasted <laughs> against any of the other characters. Gamora is really saved by Zoe Saldana's performance if she hadn't been so good at getting stuff onto the screen that wasn't written for her on the page, the Gamora I think would have been much more of obviously the weakest character of that group. Where I would have liked her to have been the badass, I'd have liked to have seen her to do more. And it seemed like they gave up so much over to the CGI characters that it was kind of a, a bummer for me. Well,
2: it's true. She was supposed to be the most dangerous woman in the galaxy, right? Yeah, and the the her best
0: example of being a badass was when she was trying to capture Quill at the very beginning of the movie. Most great the scene. of the time, yeah, it was a great sequence. Great. But she doesn't get a lot else to do beyond that. And then I'm kind of tired of people telling me how revolutionary the movie is because a lot of the the dynamic from that movie is from animation. You've seen guys like Rocket in animation a lot. The fact is, we only just now got CGI to the point where you could have a realistic-looking raccoon interacting with other characters for uh, the full length of the movie. Same goes for Caesar with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. We're finally at a point where we can realize that in live action, thanks to the quality of CGI, where we couldn't do that before. But as far as the character dynamics, that's really nothing new there. It's just great that they're doing such a good job of it today. Groot as well. But it's 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 fairly conventional movie. When I look at Slither. Slither was a more innovative movie from him when as far as the sci-fi aspect I look at this and I compare it to something like Serenity I think Serenity was more interesting and had more stuff going on for your brain as opposed to the confectionary quality of the movie Um yeah I think saying anything about it was
1: is revolutionary is probably overstepping like I said this was just a fun, balls-out action movie from start to finish that was hilarious. Effects were good. Like I said, there was nothing that was transcendent about the film, but there was nothing that I felt really drug it down. I, you have valid points about Gamora, but I just thought there was just so, somebody couldn't, you couldn't have them all firing all the time. So she had to kind of take a step back. I, like I said, I still think Drax was the weakest character of all of them. I still, I think that the fact that she's obviously having a love affair develop with Star-Lord. Which is another problem that I have, well, too. Well, I'm sure you do. Yeah. That's fine. But, <laughs> I, I thought that it worked. Worked well, and so she's still obviously a very main character in the movie. She again, she may be a damsel in distress at times, but they didn't make her Drax where I for a minute might have forgotten he was actually in the film
0: for a second. She's not dumb. She's uh, not stupid. She's but not... Did you ever laugh at a th- line of hers? Where you laughed at Drax's lines repeatedly?
1: No, but I, that's, you, that's not, that wasn't her character though. I mean, I don't know that her character wasn't supposed to be the one making the jokes.
0: No, I get, but that, I think, she, did did I think I mean, she had a couple is, funny moments. I'm just not. Drax Come was a fairly capable fighter. You you definitely were scared of Drax were coming at you. The only person that really gave him any trouble was Ronan. Gamora never had the opportunity to, to have that kind of impact on any of the characters. She, you know, she even when they're in the ship at the end of the movie, you've got these guys blasting agents left and right, and Gamora she just goes off and fights Nebula. You never get a chance to see her really bust loose. Everybody, the raccoon, the tree, the big green guy, Quill. Quill has more action sequences. He's supposed to be a thief. Why isn't he the one getting saved all but the time? But really, he well, should be the brains no. and the smartass who has the kid saved, not the guy who's doing it all the same. No, it, in a,
1: no. It, up until the ending, Quill did get kicked around quite a bit in this movie. So I, I would, I would disagree. He, he was supposed to be the awesome thief, and the whole movie opens up with him getting caught. It took a while,
0: and he had some pretty damn cool escape sequences. He
1: absolutely did. Again,
0: and he got to do the dance, and he made you laugh. Well, because he's he he he's the, a lot of he's stuff the that, star of the movie. Yeah, look, he's he's it. So. And again, it's the, the white guy who's really well built, who's the star oh, of the movie. It seems,
1: seems like you have an
0: agenda here. I have a bit of an agenda <laughs> here. Seems
1: like you have an, it seems like you have an agenda.
0: <laughs> well, uh, what I would argue is that you, you love the soundtrack, and it's a great soundtrack. The thing is, is those were all songs that were top ten hits in the late 70s and early 80s. So it's extremely easy to find D- stuff that everybody likes and give them a whole bunch of what they really like. But it's not challenging anybody, and you're not introducing them to something they haven't ever heard before unless they were born much later than those songs were available. Guardians is sort of like that, where it's giving you a whole lot of stuff that they already know you're going to like. Th- it, then why terrible,
1: doesn't it happen more often? The incompetence, I think, I- I'm, just, I'm just saying, if you're making it sound like this movie was so easy Formulated, to make yeah, and like, so oh. formulaic, then how come I haven't seen this movie? It's funny. I I don't know why you haven't seen more movie. Then shut the fuck up
2: and enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty! <laughs> no, that was that, that was Frank being the fanboy hardcore right there. No, <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell
1: that just was. <laughs> I, I almost feel like we saw two separate movies. Maybe, maybe if Asian Doctor Strange and Black Panther, maybe let's get rid of Star Lord, bring to T'Challa. Maybe you'll have a you like that a little bit more. What What about why can't you respect the movie for putting a damn fine rodent on screen and finally giving a rodent a star role? Can not we talk about how the the minoritized. Depressed
2: rodent screen actors guild is in films, huh? Can we talk about that, Frank? I mean, Frank, what what would you see as a good? I mean, besides Avengers, besides Avengers, was a good solid comic book movie.
0: There've been a lot of solid comic book movies over the years. Like I said, this one was right for me, right in the middle of the Marvel Studios movies. But all the Marvel Studios in the middle. It's right in the middle. Yeah. Wow. It's below two Iron Mans, two Captain Americas. Pay the fuck attention. Yeah. Edit that out. Yeah, I don't don't know. Just like
1: he already said. He already said. Gamora, is, she's supposed to
2: be the most dangerous woman in the galaxy.
1: And then you look up from her and go, isn't Gamora supposed to be <laughs>
2: my best? Most- I'm off the phone. Wow, dude, that's a. Uh- that's really low for this movie, dude. I don't think that's I, I, it, low.
0: It's an entertaining movie. Just to give you an idea, I'm I, I don't. I'm not a guy who sees movies over and over again in the theater. I usually see a movie one time in the theater, and that's plenty enough for me, and then I, I wait for it to come out on DVD or cable or whatever, depending on how strong my interest is. Avengers was a movie I saw at least two times, if not three times, because it was fucking fantastic. Three, so three. Yeah. I saw both the Captain America movies three times, not because they were worth, revisits, but because I saw Batman three times in 89 against my will, and I'll be goddamned if I don't see a Captain America movie three times to combat that karmic With imbalance. With the Iron Man movies, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them, I did not have the opportunity to revisit them in the theater, but I would definitely, I, I, if it had come up and I'd had that opportunity, I would have taken it, and I've really enjoyed seeing them in on television. Like, my girlfriend, that Iron Man's her favorite, she watches those movies often. Or whenever we got one of the DVDs for months she'd be playing those DVDs at least on a weekly basis and I'd be walking by and couldn't help but get absorbed in those movies I enjoyed them so much and, I, uh, and repeatedly when I can continue to find pleasure in a movie over and over again I'm not a guy who likes to watch movies a ton of times I like to see a movie and then wait five years to see it again or ten years to see it again uh, movies get ruined for me if I see them five times in five years but those movies hold up and that's why they're dear to me because I can appreciate them more each time something like Iron Man 2 I enjoy more because I've seen Avengers and I've seen The Winter Soldier and I appreciate the introduction of Black Widow a lot more now than I did when it first happened because that character has grown through the other movies. Where with Guardians, I watched it, I enjoyed it. I don't feel a strong compulsion to see it again anytime soon. I'm sure I'll see it when it hits Blu-ray, DVD, whatever. But I got everything that I felt I needed to get out of it on one viewing and I don't feel like there's enough there to make me want to see it over and over again now that could change I, I'm very much open it's happened to me before where a movie that I the first impression isn't the definitive impression I'm going to see a movie more than one time unless it's a complete piece of shit to determine how much I enjoy it sometimes I go in there with prejudices I'm sure I came in there with expectations that the movie couldn't meet because, and that's my fault I want to see it again I want to go see I've seen it again
2: this I've seen it twice, and I'm telling you, it is... So, so here's my list. Then I would say it's still
1: Avengers number one. I Avengers and Iron Man one are like one one a for me. Probably Cap. You'd really put
0: Cap above Iron Man two. I would. Yes, I'd do. I, I'd honestly have to watch Cap and Iron Man two again to see if I would put Cap above Iron Man two. Uh, so okay. And so you know then, then the next Cap.
1: three for me are murky. Cap, Guardians, of the Galaxy, Iron Man two are murky for me. They will float around. See and me, because because just because Cap. Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy are two completely different movies. Those are oh, two yes. totally different movies. The paces are different. The length is probably, well, I don't know what the length is, Captain uh, America no, feels Captain long.
0: Guardians was definitely a shorter movie.
1: Yeah, I, so those, that's, they're just two totally different movies. Whereas Iron Man 2 and
0: Guardians of the Galaxy I think are far more Much comparable. More, the how, pace, yeah. the comedy. Um, the number of players. I will not hesitate to say the Guardians juggled a number of players far better than Iron Man 2 did. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially
1: because it was an origin story too, which I you know you said that you didn't like their little spiels, but I'd rather than do that than do some fucking 10-minute long flashback for every single character. You can't do that. So I've still felt like I knew everything everything I needed to know about these characters, enough to get vested in them, to care whether or not one of them died. And if one of them died, I was like, shit, that kind of sucks. in a lot of these movies, when they try and do this, I'm like, who cares? Who cares if that character died? I don't care. Finish up your uh, list, too, because you stopped at the halfway point. Okay, so those three... Yeah, because I wasn't going to go there, but since you went there, let's... Oh, yeah, Winter Soldier, right after... And honestly, Cap 1 and Cap 2 may flip-flop at some point. I'm still waiting.
0: I can't decide which I prefer because I have to see them back-to-back in a home environment,
1: yeah, I got, I got to see maybe we can do that one day and do do a Cap One, Cap Two,
0: and then probably Thor One, Thor Two, and then the Hulk movies. I actually put the Hulks above the Thors. Really? War is dead last for me in those movies. I really, I, you know, when you go back and you look at the Angley movie, as many problems as it has, it's that. I, I don't count that movie. I'm counting count. it. And I preferred Incredible Hulk, though, because it just fitted with the universe better. I preferred Ed Norton as the, the character. I prefer Mark Ruffalo, of course, yeah. but that's why it's on the bottom half of my half list. So I, I did... I, Tim Roth was great in that. William Hurt was really great in that. In the Universal movie, Sam Elliott was great as Thunderbolt Ross. So there's a lot about the Hulk movies that I very much for the Thor flicks. Okay. I, but, I, and they're much maligned, so that's why I kind of feel the need to defend them somewhere. And that's
1: fine. Like, like I said, I, I have to see Thor 2 again. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Thor 1. I didn't think it was long. I thought I, I, the I shit out of I, the second I don't, Thor. I don't see what was so much... To, uh, I never... uh, you
2: forgot Iron Man 3, I think, though. Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mr. Pink? I wish. Um... <laughs> and the thing is I'm a huge Hulk fan and so thank God for Avengers to redeem the Hulk but the first two Hulk movies were just again Incredible Hulk was enjoyable but it still wasn't like a fun movie it was more CG action I mean and you you really did describe it perfect I mean I did enjoy it but it just didn't really hold my attention
0: I I thought the chase aspects were okay but the thing I really loved about the flick was the sequence on the school where you have the the first confrontation with the Tim Roth character Mm -hmm. and the, the initial confrontation between the Hulk and the military, and in, in a civilian-heavy environment, I yeah. thought that captured a certain air of the Hulk extremely well. And it
2: was only after that point that I started to lose interest. Well, so I would put the Hulk movies last. Uh, probably, oh, but, so you would put them behind. Yeah, I, there, I, I so. hate I hate to say that, but the Thor movies are just a little bit more pleasant. Now, maybe it's because more CG-driven. I, I enjoyed them a little bit more. Of course, right after the Thor movies, I guess I am going to go with. And, uh, Iron Man movies. I, I think Hemsworth is a really good Thor. Yeah. I,
0: I don't blame him at all. I, 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 I don't, I, I, it's the scripts that he's gotten it, and the fact that they it forced him to play second fiddle to Loki in all the movies that he appears well, in. I mean, Loki, but Loki's good. I know
1: some people kind of get annoyed. I think
2: Loki's really good. Yeah, I think, think he's, he's good. I I, enjoy, I just saw Avengers today again at home because I had nothing else to do today. He's great. Avengers. I, yeah, he's just... And, well, he's, that's the
0: thing. I don't have a problem with Loki. Fun. I don't have a, a problem with Loki taking center stage in Avengers. He was the first Avengers villain. He's allowed to... To Trump Thor in a movie where it's a team flick, but when you feel like Loki's carrying Thor in his own movies, especially the second one, it, get, it gets a little much. Well, just the second a was, fucking Loki movie then. The
2: second one, I would put the first Thor movie over the second one just because the second one just I, don't, I just it. I need to see it again. Like I, I need to see it again. Really? Uh, the, well, the uh, first
0: Thor had Loki. The second Thor movie has Christopher Eccleston and too much makeup.
2: Yeah, and then of course, then I would put the Iron Man movies behind that. I mean, had ahead of that. Ahead of that, I mean, and then, you and you liked Iron Man three.
0: You I, did. You're fucking backtracking I, you now. No, no, I like. You it. liked that. No, shit. I thought
2: it was okay. No, I thought it was good. A lot. Of, game. Most
0: people did too. You Dude, good it's like that, that. the it's third extremist. or fourth
2: highest grossing movie of all time. It's the Extremist yeah. storyline. So yeah, no, I mean, I liked it. I still think the first one was better. I mean, oh I enjoyed my the first. God, one. God, I, I hated now, the Extremist two so three, bad. Though. Two versus three, though. Which one? I'd
0: higher? have to go with three. Because whiplash, you got to go whiplash, whiplash. Okay.
1: You gotta go, whiplash sucked, dude. You got to go. You just watch two again. I will. I, I tell everybody, just go get it. Some pop some
0: popcorn. There's a lot of anger. And at just that movie. sit and watch. I it. But meant whiplash
2: two. was so such a boring character. But Justin and, and Hammer and, was again. Justin oh, no, Hammer no. is so badass. In oh that no, movie, he was. Dude. He's actually, so great. Actually, I liked him in the little mini movie what we caught not too long ago. You don't have enough of him in the movie. It's no, just. I think. I'm telling you. I think he's in the movie more than you're remembering. I think you need to just go watch it again. Well, no, he would pop it up. But no, it was all about whiplash. It just if they had. It wasn't as much villain. about
1: Whiplat. I think people
0: got too focused on Whiplat. He's really... It's not. Well, my, my argument, I think this was on Twitter, and probably with me and Count Druncula, was that either Ivan Vanko or Justin Hammer would have been fine secondary villains in a movie. I, I would say something like uh, Christopher Walken in Batman Returns, where it's not the main villain, but like another complication. God, brought that one up. <laughs> yeah, not, sick bastard. <laughs> sick, sick bastard. Not the main guy, but a solid secondary figure that motivates a variety of other actions in the movie, I think they'd have been great. The problem is you can't put Justin Hammer and Ivan Vanko in the same movie without a, another villain in there, sure. and you can't had, put another villain in there with both of those guys in the same movie. If one had been in two and one had been in three then you'd have, very much like Iron Man 3 actually where you had two weaker villains in Iron Man 2 instead
2: of at least one strong guy. I'll say this, the the only problem I have with Iron Man 3 is I enjoyed it all the way to the ending. Actually, I thought the ending oh. was the weakest part. God, of the Man. ending is so terrible. Are you talking it's, about
0: the ending or are you talking about the Lord of the Rings, let's Throw fifteen different additional endings that
2: we didn't need into the movie. I think
0: doesn't matter. They all suck. <laughs> they all yeah. suck. They all suck. Sucked really but bad. you had problem on the plat. Your problems began yeah. on the platform. Well, yeah,
2: up to the movie to the ending. I actually enjoyed it. I liked the way they broke down Tony. I know you didn't, Mac. I know that was no. I I thought that it. I thought that it was like it was Robert Downey Jr. trying to. Act a
1: bad, act like Robert Downey Jr. in the first two movies. He was like even more of a caricature of himself than he, which is what was endearing in the first two. He it was like on a different level. And it, one thing that the Longbox uh, graveyard, Longbox graveyard, brought up that was exactly right. None of the pan the panic attacks were supposed to be used as motivation throughout the film. And it instead, he, he, the kid would make some remark and he'd go hurt, 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 and kind of grab his chest. And, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what am I watching? They don't delve into any of this. I'm telling you, that movie is crap. That movie is garbage.
0: Let's huh. let's dial back the Iron Man three because at some point we're going to cover not, that. to We're, we're so so they, talking about so Guardians of the Galaxy. My damn list.
2: So then I would put Galaxy and Avengers right. I mean, right there. Above so your but
0: your top three are Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Iron Man three. No. Is that what you? No, 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 no. So uh, you didn't do the caps at all. You, missed, you missed no.
2: I would I would probably put. I don't. Know, I really enjoy the caps. Well, no, okay, let's, let's two. Let's, let's review. Caps. I would put the caps above Iron Man just because. I, I know you're not a big fan of the first cap. I don't know. Are you no, I like fan? the first cap. I really yeah. enjoyed the first cap. I thought you know the they played it great. That's exactly what I watched. The second one, I would probably put the first before the second, just for the second the fact that the second one I would have to rewatch it, but it just it felt really long. And I, I I get where people were like oh it, it's a spy the movie first one felt and, long too no nah, the first one was pretty short no, I mean it was the pretty, first cat felt really long no nah, the sec, second one felt longer to me, just because I liked it pe- people it were fun. like oh it's a spy film no it's a hero film and it's this and it's that and it, yes it was and the, and the surprise ending was cool and all but it was just kind of like okay I get it the universe has changed now okay it was just, it was I enjoyed it but it just wasn't that what I expected. I, I mean, I wanted something more fun. I guess the, when we look at the movie, so you differently, said they're both still ahead of Iron Man one for you. I would put Cap one and Iron Man one real close to each other. I would put them. I would so, put Cap so, like, two with Iron confused. Man two. Your list is clusterfuck start <laughs> from 1 and work it's, your way down really
0: for God's okay if I let's just let's just no 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 okay, wait wait no, I'll, I'll help one, you with this one
2: i think you need the help next let me let me help oh, you oh, know, no 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 your i got this two your bottom no no, two no, no, no 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 i got my own fucking list dude you're going to tell me my fucking list no I've because you, i was waiting for you to tell me your list you fucked it up i'm jumping in the middle of these lines so number 1 avengers number 2 galaxy number 3 iron man 1 number 2 number 4 cap 1 then i would put cap 2 Iron Man two, Iron Man three. Did and you then, just do no, a ranking on way his around? Own fucking list? Oh, did I? Because you liked Iron Man three way. Oh yeah, okay. Iron Man three and two, and then of course the Hulk movies after that. Now, if, if we're and doing the way, Thor, and then i Oh, Thor, yeah, and the Thor. Okay. Now, if we're doing just the Avengers films and that, whenever you start putting the X Men movies and Blade movies, stick that's like Studios we're sticking now.
1: Marvel Studios.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, but Except if you go to be th-
0: throwing in the one of the Universal movie because I yeah. feel like
2: it's still part of the. Because if you throw in the whole universe in it, then I mean they have a lot of. I would put Howard the Duck's movie. <laughs> So, <laughs> I think I said in the beginning I was the moderator of this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How that worked
1: out? I don't know. I think it worked out all right. So anyway, those are that's our thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think that uh, obviously as a whole, I think everyone has seemed to enjoyed it. I mean, it, and even though you have some critiques of it, you, you didn't walk out going, ugh. Like, we've all walked out of the movies where we're just like, what did I just watch? I don't think I've heard that from anybody. And in fact, I, I have people in my office on Monday raving about how they went, how they remember that commercial with the raccoon? We went and saw that movie this weekend. We all loved it. Everybody loved the movie. And then someone's like, really? I think it looked kind of cheesy. And they're like, no, go check it out. And they're like, I'm going to go see it. Like I didn't bring this up, and people are literally... I'm hearing people vocalizing
0: how much they like Guardians of the Galaxy, and I never hear these people talk about movies in the office. Let me just say, I may be the glass half-full guy, but the glass is half-full of good quality brandy, and I'd much rather the general public be drinking this than the swill they usually take in when it comes to these blockbuster movies. Okay.
1: I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this was a very I- Fun film. Great. Like, I thought that Avengers was, a, was another level of movie making for me. The way they put well, together all the other films. That wasn't this. But I think this is a great, fantastic standalone movie, and I am absolutely looking forward to a sequel where they're going to explore Star Lord more. And I guarantee you we're going to see more of Gamora, so don't freaking act like they killed her off in the damn movie, dude. They're obviously doing
0: more, so chill out a second. I'm I'm a little worried about the second one myself. Uh, Well, the one argument I was going to make, because you were talking about Avengers, I have to say that in terms of just sheer directing quality, James Gunn had it all over on Joss Whedon in Avengers. Joss Whedon composed a few really excellent shots, but my father, he's a big fan of 3D movies. He's actually got the 3D TV with the battery operated glasses and all that kind of good stuff. And he had a lot of negative things to say about Avengers because he felt like it was a very Flat that there wasn't a lot going off the 3D and our having seen uh, Guardians in IMAX 3D, there were so many things going on for you to keep your eyes busy. That was some really fantastic 3D, especially in the opening sequences where there's issues with gravity and ships in flight, everything else. And the entire movie visually just popped in a way that I wish The Avengers had. And what I understand is that it, Old Age of Ultron is going to correct that. That Whedon was working within certain constraints that he'd been placed under with Marvel, where Gun had a little bit more freedom. He got the most use out of that. So I think both Guardians
2: of the Galaxy 2 and Age of Ultron will improve on their predecessors. Well, I'm sure when you make a billion dollars, they're pretty much going to like, whatever you want to do.
1: Well, I, that can do. be
2: bad. <laughs> it can be real
1: bad when it's just we can send any piece of shit out there because it's going to make a billion dollars. It can be bad.
0: Well, for God's sake, give the the $250 million to somebody like James Gunn or Joss Whedon as opposed to a Michael Bay. You're going to get a movie that or is Snyder. more resonant over the course of time as opposed to something like those God. Transformers
1: crap. And that's one thing when I left. I was like, somebody give Gunn the next Iron Man movie. I think th- he and Robert Downey Jr. could make such an awesome movie together and I was st- uh, it makes well
0: I'm sorry but Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. could make an awesome movie together except they already had it was called Kiss they Kiss Bang did, Bang they already did so they're like and hey let's put uh, the guys from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang in my fucking Iron Man oh I'm getting mad getting me all worked up I'm getting palpitations <laughs>
1: Anyway, so I think that we can all agree that Guardians of the Galaxy, as far as progressing the comic book movie movement, was a positive. It was a yes. step forward, and I think in some respects it may have been a really large step forward, especially the fact that... It- I think a lot of people were wish, a lot of people were very hesitant to say that this was going to be a blockbuster movie.
0: Well, I mean, there was a lot of naysaying nice saying about Avengers. We all had high hopes and expectations, and we thought that it was going to buck any negative trends. It absolutely did. Same went for Guardians. People did not know this movie was going to do well. It's done extremely well. I'm loving that Marvel are putting down these bets and that they're paying off, but they're paying off because of the quality of what they're delivering. It's not just a matter of hyping something until everybody feels like they're obligated to see it, like, say, you know... Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland movie. It's a situation people are seeing it, they're enjoying it, they're going to take it into their hearts and into their homes in the future.
1: Yeah, and, and I and I, I love the it's having this success without being. Force down your throat. And I said this earlier that this is an Avengers-related movie, as seen in Avengers. Come see Guardians of the Galaxy. There is no tie to that. This movie did this well, in my opinion, very much on its own, well, which, the which is nothing. Helps.
0: Well, I know it's got Marvel branding, but, but to me that's why it helps different. Is because the Marvel brand means quality. It, every freaking Marvel movie, even the ones I don't like, were at least worth seeing for somebody. Right. They're even worth seeing for me, as much as I am.
1: But Star Lord didn't show up in the stinger to Captain America. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah. what I mean? We we got we got guys that. collect Lector, who sort of popped up. You know, they, they didn't do that, and I love that, because all that does is just... Open the door for more characters like Warlock. These characters that we know are out there that have these great foundations, and we know now Marvel isn't scared as hell to make a movie like that. They they now know they're letting that dick swing, and they're like Shh, Guardians of the Galaxy. We're gonna we're gonna make a better movie than your Batman movie with Guardians of the Galaxy. And if you think you got a problem with it, well, watch what we got next. We're gonna go pull fucking Red Wolf out, and we're gonna drop a Red Wolf movie that's better than Batman. You know what I mean? So I I, I think that this if this would have bombed, I think that the whole universe, the mind set at Marvel would have maybe contracted a bit. Like, let's not step out too far. Whereas I think it's a good thing. I think they need to step out far. Well, I don't need to see... And I think that also might do, if you let me iterate a little bit more on that, is is maybe they're not going to be in such a rush to reboot Iron Man again if they know they can put another five years' worth of Guardians of the Galaxy movies out before having to reboot Iron Man. Whereas you look at the the situation that Sony has, they have to keep rebooting Spider-Man. They got nothing else. So they can say, okay, they can set the time. And and again, they're already doing this, they're already setting the timeline out. They know what year... Avengers 3 is going to take place so I guarantee you they can say okay so what year are we going to finally re- beat, re- reboot Iron Man well now they can say we have so many movies lined up we don't have to reboot Iron Man until sometime in 2025
0: you know what I mean you I don't I don't know if that's going to happen that Robert Downey Jr. seemed a lot more open to Iron Man 4 once somebody started floating a rumor that they were going to replace him with Colin Farrell just wanted to get that out there is, yeah. that, is that true hmm? which I think I, I wouldn't hey, but again actually if, if you're going to look for somebody to pull that off Colin Farrell would definitely be high on my list yeah really yeah, he's a guy, I know he's, he's track record isn't the best, but if you want somebody to step in and do Fright a Robert Downey Jr. type flip, see something like Fright Night. Oh, I saw really great in that movie. And it's funny, it, the poor guy, it's not that I'm a huge Colin Farrell fan, but when
2: he's good, he's really good. And it always seems like he's really good in movies that nobody ever saw. I was going to say, I, I mean, it's, it would be hard for me because... Bullseye? Well, yeah, but, I mean doesn't matter nobody saw that movie Robert Downey Jr. will always be like Tony Stark to me he just he was just perfect four three movies
0: I, yeah. I think Robert Downey Jr. is Man 4 movies Iron Man, ca- movies. I, right. man
1: 1 Iron Man 2 and Avengers <laughs>
0: Robert Downey Jr. is your Sean Connery. They like making the James Bond parallel with uh, with Iron Man. Very good. He's your Sean Connery. You're going to have a tough time ever filling those shoes. You're going to have a George Lazenby at some point, and then eventually you're going to end up with Roger Moore. Roger Moore ain't Sean Connery. The, the I think It seems to me like the first guy that everybody really got around to, to saying, maybe this guy's better than Sean Connery, was Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig, thank you. Daniel Craig is the. I'm thinking guy, Pierce Brosnan, right.
1: eh, See how he did that. Yeah,
0: Daniel Craig though is the first guy that you've actually got the book fans and the Sean Connery fans. They're good. They're willing to go around and say, you know, maybe this guy is the best James Bond. But it took him what 20, 30 years to replace, well, truly
2: replace Sean Connery. I'm I don't sure. think you're going to be able to just replace Well, but Gun- they also but they also changed Bond. I mean, mm-hmm. you went I, I don't um, want to talk about James Bond. Well, so okay. this is this uh, I feel
1: like we're about to go on a tangent. I can feel this going on this <laughs> well, tangent I, I on James Bond. This Robert is 20 Downey years Jr. of friendship. Robert Downey Jr. Happens.
0: Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is irreplaceable. But he's going to be but, replaced And before.
1: I'm telling you, you're going to see this and when you and I talked about this on that San Diego Comic-Con podcast. You can go back and listen to that is that I think that in the beginning you used to say I want the big star to be my character and that's what you wanted. And now I think that the movies are so good. Now you're saying, keep that big star that everybody recognizes the hell away from my character, because you're going to get stuck in situations like this, where like Marvel can't get rid of Robert Downey Jr. right now. If they wanted to, they couldn't get rid of him. So you're going to keep getting. And you know they want to. They you know they want to keep that money. They want to get rid of Robert Downey Jr. Yes, they want to get rid of him.
0: But Downey plays that because he knows they want to get rid of him. He knows they don't want to pay him. So he's constantly saying, well, I think I'm done after this one, guys. And then he comes back and makes island money. You Which know, I guarantee you is why the the first excuse they had to get rid of Norton,
1: you're gone, beat it, buddy, you're out of here. So they're going to keep they're going to Ruffalo. Ruffalo's not ever going to be Robert Downey Jr. He's well, great, awesome. The movies are going to be fantastic, but he's never going to be because he, he wasn't Mark. I mean, he's Mark Ruffalo. No offense to Mark Ruffalo. Robert Downey Jr. When they and now he had that. Oh shit, this is Robert Downey Jr. Is going to play you know, going to be Tony Stark in a comic book movie. Well, it, but that gets back it, to me. It's going to go the other way around. You're, yeah. you're looking to see who's going to play Bruce Banner, not what's Robert Downey Jr. Going to go do next. Yeah, yeah. But, and but, that's but, what she, but, it, to me. For these yeah. comic movies, that's what
2: you want. You you want the character to be number one and but these, the story to be number but one. But these A. movies are creating these megastars now. They're making these billion-dollar movies. So you're getting – they can – I mean – I'm not right. sure I agree with that because well? Chris
0: Evans is not – and I enjoy Chris Evans. I think he's great in the Cap movies. I thought he was great as Johnny Storm. And I love – I'm so happy that those are two different characters. But – He's not carrying movies. Chris Hemsworth is not carrying right. movies. So if they, Ruffalo is as a guy who is popular with any fans and such, he can do. He can be like a nice second. You, so bill. you could say.
2: So you're saying that Robert Downey Jr. could carry a movie. He does carry movies. Those Sherlock Holmes movies are
0: shit. They're horrible. except for, Danny for Robert, Robert Downey
2: Jr. Right? Well, actually, I saw it. one more for the director.
0: Well, we saw we saw a, uh, a trailer for some crap movie at one of our recent films where he's playing the son of a judge and he's a trial lawyer. Oh yeah, a, yeah I saw that. People bien. are going to see that movie. Maybe not. You big, think so? Maybe not tons of people. It might not. It's not may not make fifty million dollars, but what money it makes, it's going to make because you've got Robert Downey Jr one of the greatest actors of his generation, and Robert Duvall, one of the greatest actors of his generation, in the same movie together. Because mm. the star power will get somebody in those seats, as opposed to nobody. And if you didn't have Robert Downey Jr., that movie would make shit, because it looks like a terrible movie. Just because of him, that movie is going to make money. If
2: Chris Hemsworth win that role, if that, no. Well, see, the thing so, so is, I went so and so saw that, the movie Chef, I didn't know Robert Downey Jr. was in it. I, until he popped up, I was like, oh shit, Robert Downey Jr. is in this movie. We didn't go to see that because we thought he was in the movie. We went to go see it because my girlfriend wanted to see a movie called Chef and I was like, eh, That sounds kinda interesting. But it has the director from Iron Man One and Two, and so that's like, eh, good. But, but what he's saying is that if uh, the Sherlock Holmes movies came out right after Thor and
1: Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth was gonna be Sherlock Holmes, would anybody have cared? No, I don't think so. No, nobody would have cared. I've
0: heard Rush was a good
1: movie, but I didn't see it. Ru- Rush was either. Rush was terrific. I saw <laughs> it. it. was oh it was fantastic. Um it was great. A lot of that has to do with it was based on a true story, so sometimes that <laughs> it, helps a little more. And at the car thing. I've heard
0: good things about Snowpiercer. I haven't seen that movie. You guys don't want to see it? No. A Um, train
2: through a mountain, man. That looks like the worst. (laughs) Dude, that looks like someone was like, let's do... Two weirdest go, ideas. Go to YouTube, class. everyone listening,
1: because you probably don't know what the hell we're talking about. Go to YouTube and search. I'll throw
2: it up on the blog. Snow period. I, I,
1: I couldn't believe what I was. Watching. I
2: thought it was a joke. Like when we were yeah. watching, I'm like, oh, it must be one of those I'm things. Like, where's Com- the joke? Like, here's the comedy part. and I'm like, yeah. it's a class system yeah. in a train. Where's the Where's the funnier dialogue
1: it, that pops up? That this was a joke video. Where's that the never or
2: stops. Like? Yet apparently, there's plenty of railroad for this train to continue moving at all time that was
1: actually probably the whole movie so that, that was actually our Snow Pierce or whatever the fuck Pierce and Cod Pass podcast we'll just chop that up that'll be next week's episode um, I still yeah so anyway so but I think what he's trying to say is that like if they were going to replace Captain America next week it's not going to set off a freaking tsunami if they're going to get another actor to be ca- it's not going to set off the tsunami wave of negativity whereas if they said oh hey we got a new Tony Stark people would be like what happened to Robert Downey Jr.? Like people would freak out. That's the, and what I think Marvel is going to start manufacturing these movies because they're obviously manufacturing these movies. They've got a, a assembly line down at this point where they're going to stop getting these giganto names to be these characters. That's my opinion. Honestly, I think that's the right course. I, I, I again, I I totally flipped back in the day when I was reading comics. I wanted when there were the rumors of the Tom Cruise being Tony Stark. I'm like, yes, because that means it's going to be popular. People are going to go see it. And now I'm like, keep Tom Cruise the hell away from every comic book movie on earth, because it's just going to be Tom Cruise in a movie. Like that's not what we want anymore. Now that we've established that that writers can respect the history that's there and use that. Because it's good, <laughs> and that's why all these comic movies are popping up. People are like, holy shit, this stuff these people have been reading in these comic books forever, there's some really good shit in here. And so now they're able to take that, condense it, and would what do whatever make well, movies out of it.
0: It's like with Captain America. I, I'd wanted Matt Damon for the longest time to play that part. For a while there, they were threading Matthew McConaughey, which this being before True Detective, I was I loathed that idea. We ended up with, with uh, uh, Chris Evans, and I'm grateful that I got him because he's a guy who really cares about the character that he's playing. He's giving a performance that is distinct from all of his other performances. As much as I enjoy him, and as much as I would like him to continue making these movies, he's already said he's got X number of movies in him that he's probably going to quit and go direct, which would seem to be a shame, because all the girls love watching his tushy when he's punching that bag, but you can get another guy to come in there and do Captain America, and there are things that I love about his performance of that character, things I don't love, but I'm never sitting there distracted by, what's Matt Damon going to do this time, and who's he got married well, to and all that kind of and that, stuff and that's another baggage. great
1: that's another great point you get these younger sort of hungry guys and they look at this as this is my break whereas a lot of these other guys are probably saying I need that payday right I, I, man I gotta get my face back out there so I can go do so I can get into other movies to then get an academy award you know what I mean they're trying to use the comic book movies whereas I think that some of these guys are saying this is my break I mean it, again they're using them for different Reasons, obviously, but like Chris Hemsworth knows that man. If I really suck in this movie, I'm going to be on soap operas. Who played Thor? I'm going to be in soap operas in a few a few years. This is my, whereas Robert Downey Jr. and guys of his caliber, they've already made it. So you you have to question how serious are going to take it. Now, Robert Downey Jr. was a special example
0: because he he had calmed down. Yeah, that that this was the argument. I want to make this was his Taron. This was his 2020 hindsight to say, oh yeah, well Robert Downey Jr. That's a huge right. deal for Iron Man. Well, at the time, he was un- uninsurable, ex junkie, ex convict. Exactly. So Spe- Special case, yeah, right. That's a special but, case. But that's the reason why they but, got him too. He wanted to make some money. He wanted to get his face out there. They needed somebody with cachet that they couldn't afford. And that's it, you had these two deaths. It was it was together.
1: John Travolta and Pulp Fiction.
0: Yeah, yeah. he he, where he, he was gone. gone. He was gone.
1: And now you go. Oh, it was just John Travolta, right? No, you don't realize before Pulp Fiction, John Travolta was gone. He <laughs> was gone, and he came back for this movie. So it was it, to me. That's a different. That's different than saying what's the biggest star right now we gotta get him in our comic book movie which I really really hope they stay away from which I think would
0: be like, yeah. I'd much rather Marvel continue to make stars and get fantastic performances yeah. because it's, you look at the whole bat It's flag. it's win win for everybody yeah. you look at the bat flack flack where everybody got pissed off when Ben Affleck was named as the new Batman. Now, the thing is, Ben Affleck has turned in some really great performances. He yeah. played uh, Georgia Reeves in, super, in uh, Hollywoodland, yeah. and that was one of the best performances I've seen him do. He's done some very good things. But the assumption is that you're going to get the Batfleck from a paycheck. You're going to get the Healy at Ben Affleck. You're going to get the guy who's phoning it in. You're getting the guy who's going to pay that cash, that check, and then maybe make another good movie with his brother Casey. I'm, I hope that he's going to bring his game. I think that he will because I think he's enough of a fan and he wants to be a great Batman. He wants he does, he does knows what happens when you're less than great uh, performs in a superhero movie. But the assumption is because he's a star and because we've already seen him phone it in in the past, he's going to phone it in when he's in a rubber suit. And it's a fairly safe assumption. I think that happened a lot. It, it's what we were used to in the 90s and yeah. Um So, yeah, please keep making stars. I, uh, Chris Pine is not somebody who was on my radar before he became Star-Lord. I didn't watch Parks and Recreation. He delivered a great performance. I'm sure he's got a lot of great comedies ahead of him. That's an instance where they do think they're going to make a star, and it's going to become a guy who can carry movies. But he's not there yet, and I'm glad they caught him and they built him up and gave him an opportunity to show what he could do. I I agree. I
1: agree. So on that note, I think we're going to wrap up. That's our So so go. Please go to com post in the comments, hit us up on Twitter at Rolled Spine, and let us know what you think. You think we're idiots? You, you think you agree? You think you disagree? Would you rather see Tom Cruise? Um, in fact, you know what? If you do that, you're going to get blocked. So don't tell us that you prefer Tom Cruise. <laughs> Actually, but, uh, funny
0: enough, I got blocked over Guardians of the Galaxy on Twitter. The first time I was ever blocked on by anybody on Twitter was over Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Yeah, there's a movie reviewer who a guy had said that there were similarities between uh, Joss Whedon on Serenity and James Gunn on Guardians of the Galaxy. It, in terms of tone and actors, that's a perfectly valid argument. So the movie reviewer was being a little jackass and said, oh, because they both take place in space? And I said, you know, usually I agree with his reviewer, but this time he's just being a jackass, ignore him, it's obvious that there's tonal similarities. He blocked me over that. He blocked you over he saying? He blocked me whoa, whoa, whoa. over saying that he was being a jackass. Well, oh, I said told that he I was he was told the straight up blocked you? He wow. just straight up blocked me. Well, I mean, sometimes you gotta just so I don't even want to joke about that because A I don't like blocking people if you're if you're like some like belligerent asshole who's hurting the people that are in our burgeoning community here people who come in and bother to spend the time to talk with us you gotta treat those guys decently because we want people to talk to us and we love hearing your opinions uh, you're gonna really have to get out of line for me to block you because that's lame go to Twitter follow us at rolled spine or also we have the Google Plus account we're eventually gonna have a Facebook account but I won't touch it I, it's my kryptonite we, we, we have a
1: Instagram account at Rolled Spine. We're, we're really just going to use it to post pictures that you can then view on our Twitter account. That's what mostly what I use it for. At
0: the end of the blog, I basically list 15 different ways for you to contact us and some means of, of embracing us, however works best for you. And we're just going to keep trying to find ways for you to come to us. And, and there fi- is no way to communicate me. And
1: finally tech tips if you have if there's any sort of again we are so new at this and i think we all have our specialties when it comes to technology this ain't one of them folks so as far as distri- distribution goes we're still working on getting it on itunes we want to figure out how to get it on pod bay and stitcher
0: smart radio and to, i don't know how to do any of that if i could get it on a voyager satellite and shot into space i would but you know i, I don't know anybody at nasa right now
1: yeah we don't we don't have the we're in houston We don't have those contacts. We ought to. We're in the Space City, for God's sake. I know. It's it's unbelievable. It's all
0: these fucking budget cutbacks. Well, I'm afraid I have to report that, once again, we're going to have to dig out only from the top of the Marvel mailbag this week. We've run long. We've had extra episodes. I promise you next week we're going to knock out all that commentary, at least a substantial portion of it, but we've just got such prodigious girth that we can't fit it all into this one episode, I'm afraid. What we will do is go ahead and look at our new Google Plus followers. They include Martin Gray, Max Romero, Michael Bailey, and Randy Caldwell. Twitter followers, we added Crit, which is uh, critical damage related to online gaming, as well as Richard Chichatkin. hope I pronounced that remotely correctly. Uh, We received retweets and favorites from BCX Radio, David Golding Artist, Firestorm Fan, IG colon at perfectly underscore Kessive, Infinity Watcher, Longbox Graveyard, Mythmaking Etc., Pete's Basement, Silver Age Sensations, Squid Nova Studios, and Sylvie W. Farmer. Martin Gray also noted, Shoot, I'm a week behind. I need to find a way to auto-download you. It's something we're still working on. I'm actually going to pay a brief visit to uh, your little island in a few weeks, and I'm hoping after that I'll have an opportunity to set something up that'll make it easier for everybody to get a hold of the podcast. Ange noted, Just saw the new episode is up. Listening now. Good to hear. Professor Riptide also assured me he was listening and said, Thanks for the shout-out again, gents. CES English are so polite. Fun show again. Sean McLaughlin said, no, I actually listened. Pound, pound. Good to have that solidarity. I'm going to treat that as a fist pound instead of a reminder of my modern social incompetence. Uh, Il Perrin said, thanks, buddy. Siskoid asked about slow loading issues with the blog where a lot of people get the podcast from. I've gone ahead and halved the number of active posts on the first page from forward to. Uh, we're not going to feature as many videos. A lot of that was related to, specifically to the San Diego podcast episode. If there's anything else we can do to help with load times, let us know. We'll do our best. Listbirds also offered some technical advice involving Feedburner. We're going to work with through that, and we appreciate all of that. top 5 road crew asked us to please forgive his Starlin man crush. We're all talking about Starlin of late. We're all great fans of uh, Grim Starlin. Uh, Eternal Rage is another Starlin fan Said, can't wait to listen Workout time can't come fast enough Starlin has talked about it at length, hopefully Man Crush nodes no bounds for the cosmic genius He'd also previously sent A really nifty Extended tweet that I didn't get the chance to read last time Said, thank you guys for giving Jim Starlin The credit he deserves He's an unsung hero and helping to expand the Marvel Universe Past the standard set forth by the superhero stories Dreadstar, as we've mentioned in the past Is up there with some of the best sci-fi stories Put out to date Hopefully we'll get to address Dreadstar sooner rather than later in upcoming episodes. This was my favorite of your podcasts thus far, and I know there will be even better ones as you define your sound. I do think the sound is getting better. I think that uh, having spent a lot of time editing the current episode. I was very happy with how that turned out. We did try the uh, Levelator this time. Thanks again to Firestorm Fan for suggesting that. I'm still not sure how comfortable I am with that particular program, but we're going to do our best. Dreadstar is definitely in our future. I'm still not sure how soon, because we've got so many other cosmic-related projects related to the Annihilation event, and I don't want to make this the cosmic podcast, although I'm sure there are a lot of folks out there that would be very happy for us to do that. Probably we won't get to star until after we get through the Annihilation books, but we might just get a little overexcited. You know, Metamorphosis Odyssey isn't too big. We can probably knock that out before then. We'll see what we can do. Both Top 5 Road Crew and Eternal Rage brought up the new Thanos original graphic novel. It's available now. Still haven't read it myself, but I know Mr. Fixit has a digital copy. I hadn't had a chance to dig into it, but I look forward to hearing how he turns out for him. Eternal Rage also pointed out that we, the last week's episode of the Drax the Destroyer episode was a truly a great show, even if Mac is a comic book curmudgeon. Once that is accepted and understood, you're good to go. Ha! Pound Pound. I, I think that's becoming a thing. I'm wondering how you feel after this episode. I'm pretty sure I was the Commergeon this time. also mentioned to Count Druncula that we weren't going to get around to reading his very lengthy but uh, very rich comments on our blog last week. We didn't get to it this week either, I'm afraid. So he said, I figured, no worries. Well, some worries, but not about that. I'm telling you next week, we're going to get you, buddy. No worries. The Marvel Superheroes podcast is in no way affiliated or endorsed by Marvel Entertainment. All characters mentioned and audio clips employed are believed covered under fair use but remain copyright the respective copyright holders. But of course the views expressed are wholly owned by the people who spoke them. No infringement is intended.